a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. And it is February 6th, 2017. Whenever this gets aired, who knows? It is the day after the Super Bowl when evil again defeats good. And with that, I would like to welcome our first guest of the <laughs> Untitled Catholic Podcast. Father Stephen Reese is joining us. How are you, Father Stephen Reese? I'm well. Thank you, Justin. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, glad to be back. It's been a long time since I've been on the podcast. Hopefully, I don't break it like I did the last time. <laughs> you were our last guest last time, right? I think second to last episode prior to the you know, year-long hiatus. Multiple years. Multiple years. Apparently, you don't listen to this because then you wouldn't know that it was like 140 something weeks since the last one. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> our, our faithful listener, Father Stephen Reese, has betrayed us, but he's, he's he made it back on the podcast. I don't know if you ever listened. Last time you had like suggested titles. I did. I, I don't remember any of them, but, um, but I did. I tr- we tried to uh, come up with a better title for you guys. Clearly, uh, <laughs> since we're still called the Untitled Catholic Podcast, we didn't remember them either. That's right. None of them stuck. Oh well. Nolan, how are you doing, Nolan? You you just you introduced today saying that you had the stomach flu all weekend. Yeah, I apologize ahead of time. I'm a little off today. I had the uh, the stomach flu, the the one where uh, you know in the middle of the night in your bathroom on the floor, and you're 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 just kind of rationalizing the world surviving and going on without you. So. <laughs> I'm past that point. Now. I'm past that point. Someone told so me if you hear, if, someone told me that you know how the, when you get sick, if you if you drink the water in Mexico, they call it Montezuma's revenge. I've never heard that before. You never heard that expression? So they no. said the, the first few days you think you're going to die and the last few days you wish that you're going to die. Yeah. Was that kind of like your experience? Yeah, thankfully it wasn't that long. It was only like a 24-hour bug, but okay. it went through my whole family. And uh, and I've, I've actually had it worse before, but it's still a very humbling experience. <laughs> We're glad we could put that behind us. Yes. I, I think if someone asked me what my worst nightmare is, it may be that, or quicksand. Oh my gosh! If if someone told me like you know like hell was just an eternal stomach bug, I, that'd be enough to keep me out of it. <laughs> right. All right, crossfire question: What's your biggest fear in terms of things like you? You're gonna have to ask that one again. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, it was like that was it. Yeah. Say it again. It was all broken up. Okay. It wasn't your lack of the English language. It was technology that failed you this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> I, I'm glad something, something else is new. Um, all right. Your, your biggest fear, and not, and not like something deep and theological, but like being buried for alive. For me, I would probably – there you go. That's one. I would say snakes for me. Yeah, I hate Father spiders. Reese. I hate spiders. I just hate them so much. <laughs> I'm with you on the snakes, Justin. I'm, I'm, snakes? I'm, yeah, I want no part of those things. 
there we go. Here's the thing. I was, I was in uh, somewhere in Texas. I forget where. But they had signs all over the venue that said, like, rattlesnake found last week. Don't go by dumpsters. <laughs> that freaked me out. Well, oh, just this no. past just this past week, wasn't there another snake found in someone's toilet or something? Wasn't there a rattlesnake? Uh, a rattlesnake, or like a python? No, it was like a. Uh, I thought it was a rattlesnake. That's scary. Yeah. Ugh. That's and then, when we were in South Dakota, there were snakes there, and we, and then we found that like one of the things that we were working on was like prime real estate for the snakes. Apparently. Justin, are you are you like so afraid that you would you wouldn't be able to touch one? Like, if, like, I don't, a, a, um, if like a zookeeper had one in his arms and was like not gonna let go, would you would you like pet its back to try to overcome it, yeah. your fear? Okay, that's kind of like I me not, too. Yes, so I I would. But go ahead. Sorry, it's it's sort of cutting out again for me. I don't know what's happening. Maybe one of your roommates is stealing the internet again. <laughs> <laughs> Good burn. No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn the. Wi-Fi off of my phone. Maybe that will work. <laughs> Would you pet a snake, Nolan? <laughs> um, if it was being held by a professional, yeah. <laughs> this is going to dangerous territory. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly that what I was note, I have a le- We have two priests here this week, and I have a legitimate question. This and um, uh, this is real advice. So today I went to. There's a twelve twenty mass at Aquinas College here in Nashville, which I didn't really know existed until like last week. So driving to mass, and I like park it pretty much exactly at twelve twenty, and I think I'm going into the chapel. However, I find out that that's not the chapel that mass is held. Mm-hmm. In fact, that it's locked. So now I'm kind of scrambling to go and find where Mass is. I eventually find it, and I walk in, and the gospel just started. So I made it just in time for the gospel, and I received the Blessed Sacrament. Is that okay? Remember that hell we talked about full of uh, diarrhea and and fevers and snakes? Well, that's where you're going. That's That's the answer I was hoping I would not receive. I thought if you... You're all right. right. I don't know. The Mass began like 10 minutes ago. You have to get there before the Gospel. That's on a Sunday. And on a weekday, you don't even have to be there. Really? That I don't know if that rule still right. stands. I always thought it was uh, was be there before the gospel. Oh uh, no, be the, be there before the readings on Sunday. Be there before the gospel on the weekday. But that sounds good to me. Yeah, but but that was sort of like the in the Latin mass when you had no idea what was going on. You know, now so, the mass begins with, with the sign of the cross. That's when it starts. That's true. I always I, I always judge it by how good of a reason I have for being late too. Like if I was perfectly on time and like a, uh, oh. I just got caught in traffic and it, it wasn't something I could have foreseen, then I don't feel bad about it. But if it was because like I hit snooze a bunch of times and like waited to the last minute to leave, then that's my own fault. Then yeah, I deprive myself of Holy Communion. <laughs> in this scenario, I feel like I was legitimately there on time. It was just misinformation. Well, maybe not misinformation. I just didn't know where it was. I think you made an effort. That's what matters. I think you're safe. 
Okay. You probably only have to go to confession well, good. and you'll be okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, can we do a confession over this podcast later? No. No, do it now. <laughs> but no, Nolan, you can't tell anybody <laughs> what he says. Also, quick tell. quick side note about Aquinas College. I feel I think I'm going to go there now because I feel better about myself when I'm around nuns. Are they, and they were like, there were nuns there? There were nuns there, and I was like, I feel holier now. What order? Like better. You know? Were they white habited? Um, yeah, white habits. Dominican. Are, are they the national Dominican? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. They're, yeah. They're... Yeah. Well, you know, so, just I mean, the thought system is all about you feeling better, so that's that's important. Yeah, it's not about right. participating in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. It's all about no, your let's feeling. Make this as cushy as possible. <laughs> yeah. Easy. So if, with that theology, I I can just hang around nuns. And I feel great all the time. So. Show up to mess late. None of talk, that. After a couple nuns, that'd be good. Yeah, that's great. That's that's what Monsignor McDonald would call Bud Light theology, <laughs> <laughs> which he has described my theology as that once. Um, well, speaking of Bud Light, this is a good. This is a good segue. Speaking of Bud Light, when we come back, we are going to discuss the Super Bowl. Wah wah wah. Okay, gentlemen, now it is time to discuss last evening. I think we should start with you, Nolan. Uh, what we first of all, what did you do for the Super, Super Bowl <laughs> and your and your overall reaction? To well. It? My family, as I said, was getting over the stomach flu. So, and instead of hosting my uh, extended family for a Super Bowl party and chowing down on wings and ribs and all that kind of good stuff, uh, we were having um, toast and bananas for dinner <laughs> and uh, and drinking some water to rehydrate and sitting on my couch. Um, I was enjoying the the Super Bowl um, because I was starting to feel better, and the the Falcons were destroying and uh and then just like that the the evil one rears his ugly head and um yeah and then i felt sick again at the end of it so but i was i was, I was pretty tired <laughs> too so <laughs> when you it say was, the evil it, one, we know you're referring to tom brady right <laughs> or belichick or just the the patriots as <laughs> the patriots in general <laughs> yeah whatever no whatever you like but yeah, i saw uh, i saw a video of a guy saying that the devil is real because Tom Brady must have made a deal with him. Yeah, it, it was it was incredible for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> I was so mad, and I I kept my, my uncle was there. And he kept saying, "Oh, it's over, it's over." And I said, "No, the Patriots always come back in the second half." And he's like, "Oh, what do you mean? Like they're spotting them? Like it doesn't look like they're playing too well." I said, "I'm not saying like they're giving them points and then they're gonna trick them. I'm just saying it's not over yet." So this is what's crazy. My wife's boss is a huge Falcons fan, and he said he's been saying for two weeks now the Falcons do not win unless they score thirty points. So they need to score thirty points or more. And my wife was saying it the entire game, and they had twenty-eight points. They didn't have thirty points, and we and, and all they needed was that one field goal at the end of the game to put them ahead, and it would have been over. And they got sacked. But yep. Two two point conversions, Le- oh. legitimately made me sick to my stomach. 
It's not fair. I, I, I could go on a whole rant now of why even watch football at this point. It's not. I mean, you know the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl. You know they're going to be in the AFC Championship. Tom Brady, I legitimately believe, sold his soul to the devil so he could do this. And he's trying to be this nice guy that everyone loves now. And you know he's a, a jerk. Bill Belichick's a jerk. They're cheaters. And they win all the time. And he has at least five more years in the NFL. How's that so for a lesson? For if you cheat to win. If you cheat yeah. to win. You cheat, you'll win. You sell yourself all the devil, you'll play till you're 45. He's not going anywhere. That's the worst part about this. He just keeps no. getting better. Oh, yeah. They could actually win like like three more Super Bowls. <laughs> I know. Like at, at one, the Jets, they, they are terrible in general. And two, you know they're not going to win the division for at least seven years. Uh, that was so bad. That was so bad last but... night. <laughs> I was like, I was like getting yeah. excited. I'm like, I can't get too excited though. I was thinking about you guys. I, I was, I was gonna text you last night to say some prayers, but I knew you were already praying that, that they would lose. So, well, a person, my dad's friend was with us, and he was like, "You're not praying, pray enough." God doesn't like these kind of prayers, or at least when they come from me. <laughs> right. Because then the Mets and the Jets would already have two Super Bowls. I mean, a, a Super Bowl and a World <laughs> Series. Two championships, I bet. The Mets, the Mets might have as good of a chance to win a Super Bowl as the Jets. <laughs> Maybe yeah. even better. I don't know. <laughs> now, Father Reese, as a parish yes. priest, what what is it on Super Bowl Sunday? Does masses change? Do you throw a party at your parish? What is, give us a little insight of what that looks like. Thinking. <laughs> we did none of that. <laughs> no, the masses oh, were the same. Well, there you have it. And, uh, uh, masses tend to be tended to be more crowded in the morning than they normally were because people want to get home for the afternoon festivities and things. Um, but I know some parishes actually have like the men's club will throw a, a Super Bowl party and stuff. Um, but we did not have one here. Do you have the evening mass? We do every Sunday five p.m. And that that was still so, and it actually. It was very light attendance. So, yeah. I guess understandably. I, I know when I was a youth minister, that was, we always, we kept the 6.30 mass, but we didn't do anything youth ministry related yeah. by any means. But also where I was, they did the polar bear plunge. So like uh, the 11 o'clock mass was extremely, very attended. And then everyone from mass went down to the beach to jump in the water. The Super Bowl is one of those last sort of remaining parts of American civil religion. Like everybody has to go and watch it. You have to be part of it. You have to, you know, it's it's what you do as a country on this day, for better or for worse. Yeah, it should be yeah. on Saturday. I agree with that. I wish they would move it to Saturday night. So you then, think then they like ever everyone would? Can... No. I don't know. Maybe. I said no right away. I, I shouldn't have said that. I really don't have any no. idea. No. No. Super Bowl Saturday is not a, not a ring to it. No. No. It sounds just as good but as yes. Super Bowl Sunday. It's the alliteration that makes it awesome. That's right. That's right. Where I was, people left at halftime. They were like, oh, this game's over. We're going to leave. They weren't necessarily the biggest sports fans in the world, but they left. Mark Wahlberg, I saw, left. 
he left early too. Yeah, he left early, wow. but he was jerk. probably leaving early to catch to catch mass. That's what I think it was. Well, we we shouldn't make yeah. fun of him too much because he's one of our potential guests. Yeah, that's true. What do you mean potential? I thought you had him lined up already. I didn't text back. Well, we don't have it. It's not official yet, but we're working on it. It was a verbal commitment. It was like one of those things where we were like, we were like, "Hey, would you be interested in doing this?" And he said yes. And now it's like we just got to make it official. Okay, that makes sense. Hanging on the set of Transformers Eight or whatever the latest one was, (laughs) and then we said, "Hey, hey, we do this podcast." We don't have the title yet, but you should really come on. He said, sure. Well, I can, now that you're talking about Transformers 8, I'd like to say something, and I have very sad news. for It really only pertains to you, Justin. Uh-oh. He's not your brother anymore. He never was, but he's adopted. No. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I, I, I was trying to make a, a fake trailer. Um, that was inspired by the song in the in the first trailer that came out for the newest Transformers movie to uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> and uh, I I can't I have a program that you could like save your DVDs to your computer and it doesn't work for Pee Wee, it gets all blurry and messed up. So, uh, is that like a copyright thing? I I don't know. I guess so. I wasn't really I wasn't gonna like you know get rich off of it. I was just gonna simply. Just make my brother laugh. Bring some joy into his miserable life. Oh, <laughs> you can't even do that. <laughs> first, first, the Patriots win the Super Bowl, and now you tell me this. I know. This, this may be the worst Monday I've had in a long time. <laughs> wow. But Goonies 2 is still in production in my mind. <laughs> Goonies 2 is still in production. <laughs> I, wonder, For those of you who... I wonder if you can... For those of you who are new listeners, that was something that we talked about every episode last year. Goonies 2 was our earnest of this, this Or last, last show when we still had Kyle before we got stuck with yeah. Nolan. Come on, you never played the, the video game? Goonies 2 happened. There was a Goonies 2 uh, video game? Yeah, and I think, um, I think, what's his name? The director even said, like, oh, yeah, that's, uh, that was what our intention was just for it to be a video game. Like a Nintendo game. Wow, that's depressing. I know. Well, speaking of these two, did you see the commercial for Stranger Things too? Yeah, oh, that was I pretty. Did. That was pretty cool. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they were dressed as Ghostbusters. Reese, are you? Are you? A sh- I haven't caught up on it yet. I watched two episodes, but I have to finish the rest of it. You should stop. Yeah, you're, you're not doing anything ever, off. right? Get off yeah, the right. podcast. Watch Stranger Things. <laughs> you have an hour off. <laughs> you have an hour off, or you chose to spend it with us. <laughs> Episode three, Stranger Things, is much better. <laughs> but that, I guess that same logic could go for our seven listeners too. <laughs> I, I have to say, I, I looked at the statistics. Oh wait, and I think that we have twenty-five listeners. Wow. Yeah, unless it, unless it counts, unless it counts that like when I click it to check the stats, unless that counts as a listener. Every time you click on it, it counts you as a listener. <laughs> well, I told I told Matt Scott that I would give him a shout out. He's a faithful listener, and I've deemed him uh, for our upcoming tour. 
I've deemed him the Tor Hottie. So, <laughs> Matt, well, if you're listening, total. We'll see you on the road. I I total know that hunk. I know that we have uh, at least one other listener, and this you know how online now they do like pregnancy announcements, and it's like a whole thing. Sure. Yeah. Like they like stage it and they YouTube it and all that kind of. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, this one yeah. couple that I, I uh-huh. did there, this like one couple. Party. What, what? What are you saying? What? Like huh? a reveal party. Yeah, that's a it. Reveal? There we go. All right, perfect. So uh, You're welcome. So <laughs> I did this, a wedding for this couple, and uh, they had recently in, invited me over, and I, uh, um, I told them about the podcast because the guy said he listens to a lot of podcasts. So he gives me this card at the end of Mass and says, don't open this until uh, like later. So I said, okay. So I put it in my pocket. I said goodbye to everyone else. And then um, I, I we, we had a holy hour for the young adult group. So I didn't really get a chance to look at it until a while after. And it said on the front, um, uh, I guess it was like deposit to the interdimensional museum. And I opened it up and it was a sonogram photo. So they're, they're expecting a baby. So our podcast Ooh. is being used to reveal um, – Pregnancy announcements. Wait, you have the announcement right now? I just told you. That's what I just said. <laughs> Are you going to make it public? Huge. Is that what you're going to do? I'm not making it public. I just thought it was funny that they wrote international, interdimensional museums, which means that they've at least listened to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> it's, it's <first> 60 <laughs> that's seconds. incredible in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take break and then we're gonna come back and I hope to have a legitimate conversation of a topic that I've been thinking about. And welcome back. So I, I feel like well not only do we like your company, Father Reese, um Thank you. however yeah, you're welcome. Even though you uh, <laughs> have terrible suggestions on titles for podcasts, but oh. other than that, we're, and, and you say you listen, but apparently you don't. I'm he sorry. never said he listened. Let's be that's fair. true. Yeah, I put in words. Listen, I'll, I'll uh, promise. I'll listen to this. I'll listen to this today while watching the <laughs> uh, the all the pregame Super Bowl stuff. I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw that like Pope Francis uh, had this message about the Super Bowl, and it was kind of blowing up Facebook. And prior to that, I watched uh, our, our diocese has a new bishop and he was kind of talking about the importance of social media and how I think in his previous diocese, it was like uh, sort of, they would do at least three tweets a day. That was like something that they always made sure to do. Uh, so I was kind of thinking about like, as, as a I described before, you are a priest in the world, but not of it, I would say. I think you know what's going on. You know what's hip. You know what the kids are listening to, right? I try. It's very hard. Someone's got to do it, though. But <laughs> 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 I would say, I, what as now, what is it, two years now that you've been at your parish? Uh, just under two years. No, no, just under two years. Just under two. Um, yeah. How have you implemented this this philosophy if at all do you agree with this philosophy like what what are you doing in your parish as a priest to kind of use social media 
or do you think that it's not good and then it's being abused or what are your thoughts on this? Father Sean and Nolan, I would like you to chime in as well. (laughs) Well, you know, I think sadly, um, first of all, there's so many pros to social media, right? Uh, that we have at our fingertips, we connect with people, we can interact with people, people can express their views, they share things, we share videos, footage, we are able to share the faith on social media, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think in the last probably three to four years, we've seen a lot of the dark side of social media uh, also sort of emerge, um, whether it's quote unquote bullying, right, in, in chat uh, conversations and things, or discussion groups, whether it's, um, you know, people feeling the need to just like attack people for their beliefs, or even sort of the idea that today everybody has to have their opinion, you know, public on a platform. Um, so I, I think we're still in the beginning stages of how do we deal with social media and once it's particularly as a church. So to be honest, our parish here, we have almost no social media. Um, I, when I first got here, I rebuilt the whole website from the ground up. Um, and that's really as far as we've gotten. Um, but there is so much potential, um, as to engage your people, your followers, uh, you know, the church in in your geographical area, the wider church. Um, but there's so many challenges too. I mean, just the simple idea of, you know, let's say you're a youth minister, right? And you have a youth group, you have a Facebook page, whatever. Can you follow back or friend or whatever a youth, uh, someone in your youth group? That becomes a whole sort of issue, right? Um, so we've, we have to kind of challenge those hurdles. My thinking always, it's better to try something and see what happens, if it works or not, than to just simply not try it at all. Um, and there's growing pains with it. And a lot of dioceses, I think, have had a good experience. I think uh, your bishop at Rockwell Center, Bishop Barras, uh, really is trying to push for that. I think Bishop Caggiano has done a lot with social media in, in, in Bridgeport. Um, Cardinal Dolan does some of it with uh, his radio show and, and different things. But I think most Catholic Catholics or most Catholic apostolates are just kind of you know, just beginning this process. So, I, I think that when it comes to anything that we do, we always have to kind of ask ourselves the question, what does this do and what is it best used for, right? So, yeah. like, if you're going to have, like, like one thing that I've learned since being here is if you want if you want kids to come, there's no point in putting it on Facebook unless you're trying to get the moms to bring the kids. Mm-hmm. If you use Facebook for the moms and then you use Instagram and Snapchat for kids, I don't really know for who now. uses Twitter. Yeah, for now. Yeah, for yeah, for the kids for that now. we're trying to get at this point, it's Instagram and Snapchat. And I think the question is, no, you don't follow people back. No, I, right. I mean, that's yeah, I think that's – and then ultimately, um, I but I, I think that no presence is better than a bad presence. That's that's right? the problem. And because I, I think of um, – I mean, I, I studied communications in college and, and we talked to like Marshall McLuhan talked about like the medium being the message. Right. And then like, so, um, you know, what, what is the, the, if we're using Twitter or Facebook to say something, the fact that we're using that medium is saying something in and of itself. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, we have to look at, uh, 
Um, how 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 is it that we engage people with this? Or and what are we? I guess I said that already, but like really, what are we? What are we trying to accomplish? Like what what exactly are we just on Facebook so we can say that we're on Facebook, or are we on Facebook because we're, you know that that's where the people are going, and and what do we want to give them? How do we want to update? What do we want to say? But we don't want to give them something that's bad because if we give them something that's bad, it says that we're outdated. So if, <laughs> who's got their phone that keeps vibrating? Is that you, Justin? Yeah, sorry. I, it's silent now. <laughs> it feels like immaculate hearing function. <laughs> you couldn't hear that, Nolan? No, I could, but I just like zoned it out. It's like like the last the episode time. when my baby was uh, screaming in the background, and I just like had it tuned out. And you were like, you were like made a point to say that the baby's making a bit a lot of noise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was like you said something. I was like, and now your son's interrupting again or something like yeah. that. And I was like, oh, what? He does it all the time. Whatever, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't angry. I thought it was funny, and then you ignored it. And I was like, all right, I guess, uh, I guess we're just gonna keep moving on. And we did. As you were saying. Uh, show. You know, anyway, so um, I think one of the things. That's Where were we? <laughs> the look, right? If you have a website that looks like it's from 1998, right? Mm-hmm. And someone sees that website, they're going to say, these people have no idea what's going on. They're completely out of touch. Why would I want to come to their church? And if you're a young adult who uses websites, or anyone who uses websites and it's old and ugly looking, you're going to say, these people are out of touch and why would I want to go there? Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes absolutely. Total sense. That makes absolutely. total sense. I so mean, then, I, oh, go ahead. No, no, I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, of it from a, um, from a uh, like a youth ministry point of view, it's it's. I think what you said about it being, um, you know, it, it, it's it. Be, if it was a bad use of of social media, that's much worse than no use of social media. Um, and yet, at the same time, and and I I, I completely agree with that. Uh, yet at the same time, like you, you kind of have to ha- have a presence in a way. Um, you know, the best kind of youth ministry happens when you have people. Um, that are not afraid to go into the the quote unquote dens of sinners and 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 break into that world of of the young person or, or whoever you're trying to minister to, um, young or old, um, you know, go into their world, evangelize within their world, uh, be you know, break that comfort zone. Um, and nowadays, the reality is social media is part of that, um, you know, that their world, um, especially for young people. Um, it's just we're still absolutely like Father Steve said, trying to figure out how it all works and what the right way to go about it is. And um, it moves so fast that, like, you're, we're, we're, we haven't even figured things out yet, and they're already on to the next social media yeah. platform, which is, like, the craziest thing. No, and I, and I think one of the, the challenges is, remember, if we're talking about the faith, right, we're talking about this from the Catholic perspective, um, there's got to be some level of engagement, right? The faith is meant to be taught. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to be passed on on a personal level. Um, and if you're just, you know, sending up three tweets a day, which is admirable, but if there's no sort of engagement or if there's no sort of conversation or if there's no sort of 
back and forth, I don't know how productive it really is. Right. Yeah. I think and, it has to be in, in addition to whatever else you're doing. I think the use of social media is kind of like, um, I don't want to call it the icing on the cake, but it's just like another level. Um, but it's, it's an extension of what you're already doing. So, um, you know, I think of it like in the terms of like, you know, when all the, the, the debates, either politics or religion or whatever comes up, news items, and people are debating on, on Facebook or, or, or Twitter, it's such a different conversation because you can only, you know, you, you can't, there's no sarcasm button. Um, you know, there's no way to tell what people are saying. There's no way to, um, you know, it's really hard sometimes to, to understand the context of what people are saying in that form. We all know that the best uh, conversations are had in person, face to face, so that everything's out there on the line. And I think it's the same way with with ministry and and with um, evangelization. Um, we need to be having, we need to be engaging them on social media for sure, but we need to be engaging them in real life as well. Yeah, and and I think that um, like one of the things that something like Facebook is very good to like. I mean, like I said, for parents, right? So, like, our school uses Facebook to post pictures of what the kids are doing. Mm -hmm. And the parents love that because they see, you know, this this event happened, and then 20 minutes later or an hour later, the pictures are up, and people could see it. And parents, and, and they see that, and, and they're engaged in the sense they're not there might not be communication or, or a back and forth, but they're liking the pictures, and they're excited to see what the parents, uh, I mean, what the kids are doing in the school. And I think that we always have to look at like, you know, um, I, I, I think, I think I didn't talk about this with my brother ahead of time. This was like his idea. Now that we're talking about it, I'm thinking of an experience that, that father Steve and I had um, with a, a video project that we were um, asked to help with. Must she reopen old wounds? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. But I, I think that, uh, <laughs> The, the best point that was made, we, it was my, the two of us and, and then one other guy got brought in and we brought him in to help us make our point and then he ended up hurting us. Um, because, but but he was, why, why he went against us was he was like, you guys want one thing, but the person who wants the video wants something completely different and there's nothing you can do to convince him that what he wants isn't good. And ultimately what I, what I, I think we had said, it was either one of us said it, I don't remember who, but the idea was you don't want to have a video that you could have just read in a pamphlet. You yeah. Do this, 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 and this, and have a video that's like, hey, welcome here. We do this, 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 and this, because you could just read that. I was like, you want to show people yeah. what you do. That's the reason why you have a video to show. You don't explain it in the video. You let the, the images explain themselves. And the same thing is true for social media, like, you know, Facebook, you could have a little bit more explanation, a little bit more on there. And like something like Instagram, it's like, you don't want a long description. You just want a picture. Yeah. And, and I think Instagram, interestingly enough, is I think maybe even more effective than Facebook or Twitter because, you know, as the old, you know, adage says, a picture's worth a thousand words. I mean, so much yeah. is expressed in a single photo. Um, whether the beauty of, of a church or adoration or, or, or the excitement of a youth group or whatever, um, that, that expresses so much uh, where I think sometimes we, uh, with, especially with Twitter, being limited with the characters, how can we express the fullness of anything in only you know, 140 characters? 
No, it's true. I, I think, um, I think that's why uh, young people uh, are so drawn to Instagram uh, because it's it's striking. You know, it's it's a it's a like you said, it's a picture worth a thousand words. But um, you know, it's it, it conveys emotion more than any you know text can, especially um, not hearing it or or seeing someone recite recite that text. Yeah. So a picture can really capture and and provoke emotion. Yeah, I found that moment. kids in high school now don't even have Facebook. That that they say, oh, Facebook is for our parents. That's why we have Instagram and mm -hmm. actually things that, that are kind of hidden and secretive, which is where that kind of leads to your point, Father Reese, about like the, the evils, so to speak, of social media. Um, but... It, it is it is interesting the fact that they they don't have Facebook anymore. But you could also think about social media in terms of marketing, meaning that if you have a proper plan, which I think we're all in agreement that uh, it's it's better not to have a presence if it's going to be a, a bad presence. Bad meaning it looks well, outdated. It's not updated. Like an example is I was looking to get involved in an event here in Nashville, and I went on the facebook and it hadn't been updated for like two years and someone referred me to this event so naturally i went to facebook to find it and it wasn't updated so i immediately just decided i'm not going to be involved in that just because they don't have a pulse they don't necessarily care they're not updating the page this that and the other thing um but in that scenario if it was a good logo that was trying to reach out to people advertising marketing i think that that is sort of something that I don't think the church understands yet. For example, oh, no. you can you like legitimately you could pay you pay Facebook basically, which is kind of a crazy concept, to reach more people. So say in your scenario, Father Sean, that you have a thousand parents that are on Facebook that like the page of the church, you can post the event for the next holy hour and then advertise to those parents. So they're going to see it. And I also think we're in a culture that that's more effective than printing out a flyer and bringing it home. Like they'd rather be scrolling through their phone and look at it. People don't that that is kind of how it works now. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think we're... Like I, I, I mean, you put you print out. So here, here's an example of I think exactly um, what you're what you're talking about. So um, we we're having uh... <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you eating now? Are we boring you that much? Skittles. I got Skittles. I'm gonna, while you're going on your end, I'm going to eat a Skittles. Uh, then I'll have some milk done. So, uh, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, so, we're having a holy hour recently, um, and we're having dodgeball after. And I used this website that my brother told me about to um to make the poster so that I'm, i i know how to use photoshop but i don't know how to design things so they basically give you the poster and you just fix it to make it fit what you're trying to do 
And um, I printed, we got a, like 300 of them printed and we gave them out to the seventh and eighth graders. And there was one kid that was like, I can't go, but can I still have a poster? That's pretty cool. And I was like, well, that's one way we're trying to trick you into saying like we're relevant. We can make something that you might want to hang up on your wall. Yeah, we've lost the whole idea that branding matters, design matters, um, that we should even be spending resources, not even just money, but resources on any of that. Um, and if you're going to go out to engage, whether on social media, whether through print, um, it needs to be a re whole rethinking of what what is your brand, what is the church pushing forward, right? I mean, I've said to you, Sean, how many times that our church has an edifice complex, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we are obsessed with, with putting the image of our buildings on everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And, and, and yet we're saying we're about Jesus, and we're not, we don't talk about it. He's not the first thing you see. The first thing you see is a, is a, a, you know, a drawing of a sketch of a building. Um, and that's, I think, I think, part of the issue is that we have to begin to rethink sort of our whole approach. Um, and it's got to be done well. We, we can't settle for second best or third tier or whatever you want to consider it. No, we, we, yeah, and and you look at like old cathedrals and and something like that. I, that one of the only things I use Facebook for is there's a group of Catholics that are involved in these kind of things, and I like seeing what they have to say and what they're doing, and I've tried to network with them to get their opinions about things like design and stuff like that, and um. And, and, and they talk about this stuff all the time. And one of the things that they were saying is like, in the past, you used like the greatest artists in the world were working for the church. Mm -hmm. And now, now we focus on things like clip art and stuff like that. Like I was talking to someone recently and they're like, isn't this cool? They made a video and they were like, isn't this cool? And they showed me this thing that the text did. And I was like, that's a preset in Final Cut. That's not cool. Like. <laughs> A little kid can do that. They were yeah. devastated. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think in to kind of layer on top of that, I one of the problems is um, that there are the people in charge, so to speak, don't necessarily have the humility to admit that they don't necessarily know what things should look like, so to speak. Meaning that fortunately for you guys you you have the creativity and you know what to do but if there's a pastor that doesn't necessarily know rather than have them think that they know what to do and you look at it and you clearly disagree with how it looks they don't necessarily have the humility to pass that on to someone else like you're saying using resources and money to hire someone that is actually a professional rather than, hey, I know this guy has used Photoshop before. They should just do a logo or something like that. You know what I mean? I think that's something that I appreciate about my time when I was a youth minister was that my the priest I worked for kind of gave me the green light to go ahead. We made a logo and a new bulletin and stuff. My, I don't know if the logo is still being used, but it's it was from Kyle. It was a gangster logo, and it like branded the whole beach theme of that they were mm -hmm. trying to go for. And it was cool. And I was like, ah, that's great that this guy knew that I couldn't 
make a logo so we outsourced it to someone else you know i i don't know if that's a thing yet either which it should be there's tons of companies that do this kind of stuff for the catholic church because they're catholics that are doing them and they have complete rebranding remarketing like and that's they're they're like catholic consultants basically and mm -hmm. i think what you just said is extremely important like i look at myself and i think you would agree with this um like I'm not Father Steve is good with with like design and stuff like that. Whereas I'm I'm given the gift of I have an eye, I know what I like, so I have taste. Oh, now I'm hold on a second, sorry. Basically, what he's, what he's saying, <laughs> what he's saying is he has the ability to make the Pee Wee movie look like a thriller trailer. I think is what he was saying. not quite sure. He was trying hard. I I think. Uh, like for me, I was given the gift of taste, but not the talent to like to the talent to make what I want. Does that make sense? You're a taste yes. maker, Sean. Taste maker. Yeah, like like I I know what I like and I know what looks good, but I don't have the ability to do it. And I think as a church, we need the humility to say, I don't know how to do this. Like I know how Facebook works, I know how Twitter works, but I don't necessarily know how to use it to engage people. So just because I I know what these things are. Doesn't mean that I'm the one who should be running these things. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, absolutely. And it, it, it also, I think, too, which maybe the last point, and I think Father Reese could this as well is, it takes research. Meaning, if you look at other churches that are not necessarily Catholic but are, are thriving in attendance and have strong youth groups or young adult groups or even if you look at just what is a good design or kind of what what type pot what's the word typography that's kind of being used in different organizations and charities or whatever and you look at the most successful ones and whether you like it or not i think you have to put value into that so like i, I would say now the big thing is it looks like handwritten script or something like that you know what i mean right, and right. that if you're going to make a poster or you're going to make a Facebook banner or something, whether you like it or not, you should look and say, well, this, if not for love organization and this like Serengeti is another organization and there's like the Hill songs and you look at all these different things and you're like, what do they all have in common in terms of their branding? They have a certain type of handwriting or whatever font. I'm like, well, maybe we should lean into that and use it, whether you like it or not. You mean they don't? Is not that... everyone doesn't use papyrus. Oh, it's gonna be starting. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> Helvetica is 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 very popular. But it, it, that being the last point, what do you think about that, Father Reese? No, I think I think absolutely. Ultimately, the church, whenever it went out to evangelize, right, it always took what it found good in the culture and used it. And we have to do the same. We have to take what's good on social media and design and branding and marketing, all those things. And we have to take those elements and not be afraid to use it. I don't think we should be just blatantly copying others, right? If we believe we have the fullness of, of the truth, we feel like we have the fullness uh, of the faith, we have so much more to offer and we have to get that message out. And we should take what, what's best in our culture and use it to our advantage. I agree. Well said. No, Nolan, any thoughts? <laughs> um, what else is there to say? I concur. 
I think uh, <laughs> I think there's a there's a lot uh, that we can learn from the world. Um, but as long as we and and use that's in the world. But as long as we uh, stay, as we said, not not of uh, of the world, I think we'll be all right. Well, Am I wrong? we should probably just have the final <laughs> amen now, right? <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I thought, aren't we supposed to end with a question? Oh, yeah, we are supposed to end with a question. Why don't, why, I say, why don't you uh, ask Father Reese a question there, Nolan? You want me to ask him a question? Is that your way of saying you don't have a question? Ask prepared? him a question. <laughs> That's exactly the way I'm saying it. Do why I, you ask do him I answer something? this question live? <laughs> Oh, how about this? Uh, no, you'll get uh, cut uh, off by the final amen. Okay. Most so likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Fa Father Reese, it's kind of a controversial topic, but we figured we'd ask you, um, do you think that Tom Brady should have been suspended the four games? Did he deflate the balls? Was it, People are kind of going crazy about this still. What do you think? I think it's above my pay grade. Amen. Oh, safe by the final amen again. It's crazy how that keeps happening. Huh? Oh, sorry, Father Steve. You don't have to answer that. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get your answer on, on a future episode. This would have been sure. helpful if I had watched the, the previous episodes to know what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a tall tell sign. Look at that. Jeez. Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to go go and take the knife out of my back from Father <laughs> Reese. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. It looks no like problem. Father Sean has left. <laughs> um, He's left the building. <laughs> He's left the building. I could say something, but as if I was Father Sean, because they're similar. Um, he usually says, "God bless you," as if people just sneezed. Dominus Vibiscum. He's back. Dominus Vibiscum. <laughs> no, I'm just making fun of you, Father Sean. Don't worry about it. You'll, Sorry, you'll hear it uh, when you're when you're I had editing. A, I had a I had a I had a wash my hands, so I got up. That's all I got. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> Father Reese, thanks for joining us. Thank you for your insight. Any last things you're to welcome. say? I hope I get invited back to the uh, podcast one day. I, you know. It wasn't so bad this time. Hopefully, we we survive. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so bad this time. Meaning that the last time was a bad experience. Total train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hopefully, in the future, you'll Thank invite you me back listening. to the uh, passive-aggressive Catholic podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's one way to describe us. <laughs> So. All right, Father Sean, close this thing out. All right, God bless you, everybody. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time.